Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. And thank you for making Locked On MLB your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including here on YouTube. And if you can watch me on YouTube, you can look at this Chiron here, and it says that I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan, but you can call me Sully. We're also available on the free and easy use Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is being dropped, well, depending on what time zone you're in, either late on October 8th, 2021 or early October 9th, 2021. I'm guessing you're listening to this on October 9th. I bet you're asleep. And if you're awake on the East Co- on the West Coast and you listen to this podcast, well, I thank you for your dedication. We're going to be talking about the most wonderful day of the year in so many ways, baseball-wise, where you have four playoff games happening at the same time. I tell you why it is your duty, unless you have a relative who plays for the Astros or you grew up in Houston, it's your duty to root for the Chicago White Sox in Game 3. The Red Sox turn the narrative in a strange way in the American League playoffs. The Brewers show why I picked them to win it all. And oddly, the San Francisco Giants gave us something historic. Now, you can follow us on Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter. Same handle for Instagram. As I mentioned, Sully Baseball. Well, there, there it is. Sully Baseball is my handle on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Let me explain to you right now, early on, why we have to root for the White Sox in Game 3 when they go to Chicago for Game 3 of the Division Series. Because what happened on Friday, and by the way, I'm sorry I didn't have a show on uh, Friday morning. It's just one of these things at work just was too crazy. And I just, you know, I, I have other work as well. Now, uh, I will just tell you that I the day that we had on Friday that we have at least once a year, is the most marvelous and wonderful day of baseball watching you can have, in which you have four, count them, four playoff games happening on the same day. Now, last year you had more than that because of the weird expanded playoffs. That didn't quite feel right. I love having, well, by the way, I hope you enjoy my old school 1980s Alvin Davis Mariners shirt that I decided to wear today to show that I'm not showing any bias, although my biases are certainly going to come out. I love the four day the four game day where you have games that are going on really early and here in california they're starting in the morning like like the chicago houston game i think was at 10 30 in the morning or 11 o'clock in the morning i was at work but during one of my breaks i could check in and watch the game when i was uh, unemployed for a big chunk of my life uh i just sat down and i watched baseball from morning noon to night i wonder why i didn't have a job at the time but it's a great thing when you have the four games going on and for some of them are going to be openers for other ones they're going to be a continuation and i want to have one more of those i want to have one more day where we have four playoff games and the only way that can happen is if the chicago white Sox do not get swept if the White Sox get swept, when they go to Chicago, 
and they lose the series in three, that means there won't be four games being played on Monday. The Red Sox did what they had to do. I'll talk more about that game later. But the Astros won the first two games at home. And and game one was kind of a clunker. The Astros took an early lead. They held on to it. The White Sox just de- looked dead. Lance McCullers Jr. looked great. Lance Lynn did not. This was the game that happened on Friday that looked like it was going to be a better matchup for the White Sox. And they did indeed get to, out to an early lead. Uh, they got a new lead in the first inning. They rallied in the fifth inning. They took a one-run lead. Abreu seems to be getting some big hits. They got double play after double play, though. They could have had a big, big lead if they weren't always hitting the double plays. And, and not all of them were the fault of the hitters. A couple of them were hit hard. But then the Astros just poured on. Bummer lived up to his name. Craig Kimbrell made a lot of Red Sox fans say, yeah, I remember that Craig Kimbrell in the postseason. And it was a deceptive final score because the final score was uh, Houston 9, Chicago 4. It was tied pretty late in the game, and the Astros just put the aft thrusters on. The Astros looked better than Chicago. I know the, the two teams were only separated by a couple of games. I think this is a terrible matchup for the White Sox, and the White Sox were you know, they're maybe being exposed that they were playing in a pretty lousy division. We were the first team to clinch because there's no other contenders in the in their division. And maybe, I don't know, maybe they couldn't flip the switch and turn it on. I don't know. Maybe the Astros are just better than them. Uh, it just certainly seems that way. I, I'm i rooting for the White Sox. I have a soft spot in my heart for the White Sox. I love a lot of their players. I'm not a big Tony La Russa fan, but what are you going to do? But this looks like it's going to be a sweep. And, and come on, White Sox, get off the mat. Get off the mat. Win that game. I want a day where there are four games going at the same time. There's really not much left to analyze in games one and two. The Astros look better. They're the better team, and they look the part. I don't want it to be a sweep. It could very well be a sweep. Let's dust yourselves off and uh, and show us there. Now, uh, for Milwaukee Brewers fans, there must have been a little bit of a pit in their stomach during the game where that took place on Friday afternoon where Burns, their Cy Young contender looked wonderful, but Charlie Morton, former Astro, the Astro who clinched the world series, the controversial world series in 2017 was clinched with Charlie Morton on the mound. And he has been wonderful in the postseason with both Tampa Bay. And now he's with Atlanta and he pitched a gem matching Burns inning for inning. And despite just a, dynamic performance with Burns, who got six shutout innings. Uh, he was lifted for Vogelbach, and you know former Red Sox Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, was a pinch runner in that, and got stranded. Morton wiggled out of a jam. But they went to the well one time too many with Morton, and he wound up letting up the Rowdy Telez home run that gave the Brewers a 2 nothing lead. Uh, Jock Peterson came up as a pinch hitter and homered to put the Braves on the board, but Hader got the final. It was shaky. There was a shaky final inning, but the Brewers won two to one. And that's got to be a huge exhale. Very similar to the wild card game exhale for the Dodgers. Granted, this wasn't an elimination game, but it was that sense of, oh man, we're the better team. 
but they have a pitcher who's matching up with our top pitcher and it's making us kind of nervous. This is how upsets happen. When you have the best pitching, like all those years, the Atlanta Braves had the best pitching under Bobby Cox, but they kept getting eliminated in the postseason because they met the one team that could match them, not over 162 games, but in a best of seven or a best of five series. And so we have in this case, it looked like was Charlie Morton going to be that big game pitcher who matched him? And as it turns out, no. And look, at I picked the Brewers to win the World Series at the beginning of the postseason. And I can't help but think that this was a potential gut check game. And if the Braves had any real chance of winning this series, they have to steal a game in Milwaukee. And so the Braves are going to be coming up on uh, the next game is tomorrow or today, depending. It's the ninth. It's going to be a Saturday game. All right. So, so let's just get down to there. And, you know, it's going to be, um, I think, is it Freed who's pitching? Um, who's going to be, yeah, Freed's pitching against Woodruff. I mean, again, Freed's a really good pitcher. Woodruff's was a really good pitcher. Should be another good matchup. Should be another really low scoring game. And the Braves have to win one of those because they, they're not going to beat the Brewers three games in a row. Okay. That's just not going to happen. So this is going to be one of the ones they have to do. Otherwise, we could be staring at a Brewers sweep. And you know what? If that happens, if the Brewers sweep them and the Atlanta Braves have to go off in the sunset after getting so close to the World Series last year, they're probably going to be a little distraught and probably need a little energy because they've had the energy just kicked right out of them. I recommend to them that they get themselves a Built Bar. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars out there. And they got so many great flavors, whether it's German chocolate, cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, salted sugar, double chocolate, mint brownie, cherry barcia, coconut, or my personal favorite, which is raspberry. All of them are covered in chocolate. All of them taste great. All of them are good for you, too, because they had 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180 for only 4 or 5 grams of sugar, 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry, whatever you want. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which I think is pretty cool. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, the biggest narrative flipper that took place on Friday, and one that really, really stunned me, was what happened in Tampa Bay. Now, game one, the Red Sox just didn't look as good as – they're not as good. Tampa's the best team in the American League, and I've been saying this for the past month or so, that I would be stunned, absolutely stunned, if a team other than the Tampa Bay Rays represents the American League in the World Series, I would be absolutely floored. And game one, with the Red Sox coming off of that emotional victory against the New York Yankees, the Red Sox just looked flat. And I don't like to say because I'm sure they weren't want to come out excited, but the fact of the matter is their bats were wrong and Devers didn't look healthy and the Rays were just better than them. That's all there is to it. And the Red Sox came into the first game uh, and and lost. They came into Friday's game. And right from the start, you know, they there was, seemed to be something off. Even when they rallied 
and then the young kid Baz was pitching for Tampa and they scored a couple of runs and that was great, but they didn't have the big knockout punch. It was a two run first inning and you felt like this could be a three or four run inning. This, I wonder if this will come back to haunt them. And then Chris sale, the ACE supposedly, I mean, he only pitched the last about month of the season got absolutely clobbered. Uh, you know, it's like someone asked him if he wanted to have a Hawaiian punch and boom, there he went. Pow. And Chris Sale just, you know, he had the doors blown off. And the fact of the matter is, when you let up a grand slam in the first inning and you cough up a 2-0 lead that was handed to you to get started here, build on this, and you know, two outs into it, he was awful. I was tempted to start listening to Jimmy Pardo and Never Not Funny at that point. I'm going to listen to something else because it was just like, I know what's going to happen. You know, the Rays gave him a head start, and they're just better. It reminded me of in 1990 when the Red Sox played the Oakland A's in the League Championship Series. This was before there was a division series. And the Red Sox got off to an early lead on a Wade Boggs homer. But then eventually the A's took the lead, and I was like, yeah, I kind of knew that was going to happen. And so, you know, I didn't turn away. And they started chipping and chipping, and Tanner Houck was pitching and pitching. And remember they lifted Tanner Houck when he was throwing a perfect game in the final weekend of the se- of the season, and then he pitched a perfect inning against the Yankees? Well, at one point, including that start, including the Yankee appearance, including yesterday afternoon. Tanner Houck retired 30 straight batters. 27 straight is a perfect game. He essentially, over the stretch of a a few games there, threw a perfect game. And while he did let up a hit and eventually a home run to Jimon Choi, the fact of the matter is he gave the Red Sox the ace caliber start that they were hoping for. And suddenly, all the talk about J.D. Martinez's injuries, he got a mess of hits. All of a sudden, we're talking about, oh, the, the Red Sox announcers were talking about how, oh, there's something not right about Rafi Devers. He may not be ready to play. Well, he walked three times, and he also wound up hitting a home run. But, the, you know, but then it was Kiki Hernandez, who was the real absolute hero. He got, went five for six. Five for six with three doubles. And a game-tying homer. They got homers from Bogarts, from Verdugo, that was back-to-back. Game-tying home from, homer from uh, Hernandez. A go-ahead home run from J.D. Martinez. And then Rafi Devers said, hey, I think I'm well. You know, they couldn't even they, – they put in uh, Michael Waka, who was great against the Yankees, but seems to be awful against everyone else, to basically – burn the last three innings. That was his job. Just burn the last three innings so we don't have to use any of our top pitchers. And as it turns out, they eventually had to take him out because he was just, he let up six runs and nine hits in two and two-thirds innings out of the bullpen. And this was a team that just looked, you know, uh, they looked dead the Red Sox after game one and after Luplo hit the grand slam in the first it was like yeah this is over and now the Red Sox did what you have to do if you want to pull off an upset in a best of five series and that is split the two games on the road so you come home 
with a chance of knowing you can throw a decent pitcher in Nathan Ovaldi. Look, at, I still think the Tampa Bay Rays are going to win because I think they're going to make an adjustment. I think they're going to wind up figure out what went wrong. Okay? But that being said, suddenly this series looks looks possible. If Nathan Ovaldi wins, if he pitches well, and we saw how well he pitched against New York, if he wins his start, then it's, you know, then you're on the verge of moving on. And this is, I guess, the first gut check for Tampa Bay, the team that I thought was going to just waltz to the American League title. And maybe this is what happened. I mean, sometimes great teams get punched in the nose and they recover. Did you remember that the 1998 Yankees, arguably the greatest team of my lifetime, was down two games to one in the league championship series? They had to come back. You know, the Indians were putting the, the screws on them. So the Rays are getting their first moment of adversity. If they want to repeat as American League champions and take it to the next step and actually win a World Series title, they have to up their game against the Red Sox because it's easier to beat a team three times than it is to beat them four. That's just math. And you know they're going to have Nathan Nuvaldi, who's a fine pitcher, so they have a really good chance of making it 2-1 two, two or winning that second game and forcing maybe game four or five to be an elimination game for the Tampa Bay Rays. It is absolutely surreal what happened with the Red Sox and in that series and how suddenly the entire complexion of the American League postseason would be changed if Boston wound up eliminating Tampa Bay. Does that make Houston the favorite? Does that make the Red Sox the favorite? Does that light a fire underneath the, the tuchus of the Chicago White Sox and saying, hey, wait a minute. We got a shot. It all revolves around Tampa Bay. Everything that revolves around Tampa Bay. And quite frankly, it would be an absolutely bizarre bet to think that any team other than Tampa Bay is going to appear in the World Series representing the American League. But that being said, long shots hit. And if you're into long shots and making bets like that, Go to Bet Online. It's your number one spot for all the pro college of football action this season. With an updated site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, baseball, basketball, boxing to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available through the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your former sports bet online where the game starts now here in california the big series is of course the dodgers and the giants and that's the most heavily anticipated series and it was a matchup of the two best teams in baseball who oddly are playing in the division series and it's unbelievable the lack of respect the Giants have got over the even the last couple of weeks. You know, this is a team that people are almost overlooking or 
sort of downgrading the fact that they won 107 ball games. I can't tell you how many power reports and predictions and everything that just assume Los Angeles is going to defeat the San Francisco Giants and how many people, you know, Dodger fans and writers are basically saying like, okay, the Giants happen to have won one more game than the Dodgers in the regular season. But this is the postseason. This is not, uh, you know, over 162 games. The Dodgers are a better team, blah, 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 blah. And the Giants made a big statement today. And that is, yeah, all those people who for the last calendar year have been saying, well, eventually the other foot, you know, the, the other, what, the foot? What's, how does it work? The other shoe's going to drop. The other shoe's going to drop. Now, they still have both their shoes on. And they shut out the Dodgers. Okay? They shut them out. Webb was unbelievable and historic. Jeff Passan posted that the number of San Francisco Giant pitchers who have thrown a game where they throw eight or more innings with no runs and 10 strikeouts include Bumgarner's complete game against the Braves in 2010. Uh, Madison Bumgarner throwing a complete game victory in the wildcard game against the Pirates in 2014 and last night's game with Webb. And, and no offense to those other teams, this was not throwing a complete game shutout against the 2014 Pirates, all right? This was throwing a shutout into the eighth inning against the 106-win defending World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers. And all of a sudden, boom. Giants hold serve. And... I, you know, of course, I've, I've talked about this. I know it's in fact my father. I've lost my dad this year, diehard San Francisco Giants fan. And there was something almost loving and, you know, for the lack of a better word, appropriate. I'm thinking about my dad and that the two of the home runs hit were by Posey and by Crawford. Two Giants that my dad knew very, very well. Not personally, you understand what I mean. You know, you wouldn't have to wonder, who the heck is that guy? I can't remember his name. Posey, Crawford, you got it. Boom. But it was Crawford who hit the big home run in the uh, Madison Bumgarner complete game victory for the wild card against the Pirates in 2014. But I digress. Dodgers are in trouble. They nearly lost to the Cardinals. But there's something funky about their offense. They scored twice in the Cardinal game. when. Uh, you know, they, they hit home runs. They hit the, the solo home run by Turner and the walk-off home run to end the game. But they haven't manufactured a single run over two games. They've been waiting for the long ball, which is not going to happen against the San Francisco pitching staff. Now, to be fair, the Giants haven't scored or manufactured a run either. All their scoring took place on home runs. But do you know what? They wound up winning the game. And now, with the game going on today, who the heck is the pitcher there? You know, I believe it's going to be Julio. Yeah, it's Julio Urias is going to be taking the bump for the uh, for Los Angeles. And who's who's going on for the Giants here? I mean, the fact of the matter is that the Giants made a very strong statement that this is going to be. They're not, they're not going to be a team that is going to be just overlooked 
or looked upon as nothing more than a a, a regular season fluke. And now the now the real champion now the real champion is going to be the one to do it. Okay, it's going to be Gosman. I couldn't remember. It's Gosman. I had to look it up on MLB.com. I couldn't tell if it was Gosman or Disclafani. Either way, they're going to have a good pitcher going up against Urias. And there's a real, real chance the Giants could go up 2 nothing. Of course, I would be, you would not be surprised if it turned out to be 1-1. But do you understand what I'm saying? This Giants team won 107 games, and it wasn't because of a fluke. Now, I'm going to talk about in an upcoming episode some of the elements of the Giants that I think should be emulated from other teams and also the concept of analytics and why it's so scary. And I'm going to point out how it works because of the success of the San Francisco Giants, but that's a whole different story. Fact of the matter is the Giants held serve. Those who have been waiting for this team to collapse, they haven't done it yet. They have not done it yet. And interestingly, all of the National League games have been pretty exciting. The Dodgers-Giants, the Dodgers-Cardinals, and the Brewers and the Braves games were all, you know, for the most part, thrilling. The only interesting thing that's happened in the American League was all the extra base hits by the Red Sox. But if I'm not a Red Sox fan, then that's a pretty dull game. It's a blowout. The Astros score today against the White Sox was deceptive because it was it was a tie game going into the seventh, but in the end, it got out of control. Either way, what needs to be in control is our need to have a day where we have four playoff games at the same time. In order to have that work, the Astros have to win on Sunday. If you're a baseball fan, you got to want that. If you're a baseball fan, chances are you're listening to us as we're available in the free and easy to use Odyssey app. And I once again want to thank you for making Lockdown MLB your first listen every day, where we're free and available on all platforms. Talking about the first, but hopefully not the last, for playoff game day of 2021. This has been Lockdown MLB. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.